Hey everyone, how's it going? Just a quick apology before the episode starts for any bad audio you might hear throughout the episode. We'll be back to normal next week. And yeah, sorry about that, but enjoy the episode anyway. Barbara, roll the clip. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Third Bill. I'm one of your hosts, Hamish. And I'm your other host, Aaron. And today we're joined by Priyo, who's a radio presenter. A presenter on Switch, on Switch Radio. Um, yeah. Would you like to introduce yourself a little? So, hi, my name's Priya. I'm 22 from Birmingham and I am a radio presenter so I've got a weekly a weekly show on Switch Radio every Saturday it's an Asian music show so I do that primarily and then all the bits and bobs here and there how is your webcam working by the way because I see it like moving it's on her it's, it's on a laptop. my lap <laughs> okay it's my laptop oh, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was confused whether it was like a webcam that was like I don't know it's <laughs> a feature or something <laughs> <laughs> cruise feature yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, it's on my lap. <laughs> okay, okay. So you said you're a radio presenter on Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool, awesome. We've had a few, which we're getting around like the TV presenters at the moment, TV and radio presenters. How did you get into that? That's like the same question I ask everyone. Yeah, how I got into radio. Yeah. So, or like presenting in general. Yeah, so it was kind of at uni, really. I suppose like growing up, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And... Something about media always like int- interested me, but I wasn't really because I was quite a shy kid at school. So like I wouldn't even see myself going into this kind of thing at all. And then yeah, I just came to uni and it was just like okay, let's just give it a go because I think I want to do it. So I started at student radio. So I went to University of Salford, joined their station called Shock Radio. Had like a weekly show there, and then that's how it started really. And then just kind of kept going with it and kept like improving and stuff graduated moved back home to Birmingham and then got on switch radio really and then just continuing with that I say it wasn't even something like going into uni you're like I want to do this it's something you found at uni I thought okay I'd give it a go but I never did it before uni so I was just like brand new to it never really like I'd listened to radio growing up and stuff but that's all I knew from it from like a listener point of view I didn't know anything about like actually doing a show producing it presenting it Mm -hmm. so it was just kind of like learning on the go really but it's a lot of fun I do really enjoy it yeah I did find because I I, I'd consider myself like a really shy kid like at school and then even like beginning of uni as well but my one of my friends had a radio show and she isn't shy she's like very like confident and so but she asked me to come on her show a couple of times I remember the first time I went on it, I was like quite nervous, but I don't know, there was something quite cool about it, just being in this like room with like just you and your friend and a couple or a couple other friends and like, yeah, just speaking and you don't, you don't really know who's listening. Yeah. There was something a bit like, yeah, I found it pretty cool. It is. It's- I went to start a radio show after that actually at the uni one, but mm. that didn't, that didn't materialize or anything. Oh, why? Long story, long story. Wait, I want to hear this. Wait, I hear this. <laughs> <laughs> what? You nah, just nah, nah, a radio nah, show? Nah. No, I, I was I was thinking about it, yeah. I was thinking about it, but what was it about? It was, oh no, no, it was, it was like music. It was like a music one. Where okay, I played and not advertising yourself to the female audience, there. Hmm? Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. I know why you want to start it. I don't know if you do, but we we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, maybe maybe people can guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that was something because quite weird how because a couple of our previous guests, I think Esme Esme said she was also like really shy at first. I can't remember if Catherine did. Maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. I don't know. But I don't think Amber did. 
I think Amber said she was always quite like chatty. <laughs> yeah, chatty, chatty person in school. Yeah. What made you like overcome it? I suppose I just always heard about like people going to uni and then kind of like changing themselves because they're in that <laughs> new space. And I was like, okay, like I knew I was more confident inside. On the outside, I never was. Like at school, I hated doing presentations. I hated like any kind of like speaking in front of people. I was my comfort zone was more like exams and that kind of thing. So even doing because I studied broadcast journalism, so even okay. that was like out my comfort zone as well. It's partly why I did it because you kind of have to go out there and talk to random people on the street and ask them questions and do all that. So I just thought like, okay, I've got you know going to go to uni. There's an opportunity here. Let's just like get out my comfort zone a bit try and become a bit more confident and so like radio was kind of part of what helped that as well but yeah I just kind of decided like let's just go for it and see what happens but no I'm glad I did yeah it's it's good would you say you reinvented yourself at uni I think so yeah I think I've become more the person I am that I know I am but it's all like a work in progress though I wouldn't say like I'm still like the most confident person, but it's getting there. I suppose it's something that comes with time and yeah, yeah. as you get older as well, isn't it? I don't know if we've talked about Hamish. Did you like change yourself like if, like going into uni? Or do you think you were just kind of the same? No, I definitely changed quite a lot at uni. No, not at uni, but like kind of being like, okay, I want to be someone else before you like went to uni or like you're going to act a bit differently to how you did in school kind of thing or try to be different. I just wanted to reset in it. And then I don't know if that counts as starting as someone new, but if, if a cutting as a reset does, then maybe, maybe, maybe yes, maybe no. Yeah, I think so a bit. Yeah. Yeah. As in like at school, I think I was probably like a bit of a try hard, maybe like, you know, like teacher's pet kind of thing. Whereas when I went to uni, I was like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm just going to like try and be a cool kid, you know? Like and <laughs> yeah. not like in Comsite, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I didn't really like talk to anyone in Comsite. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna try and be cool. Yeah, that that soon left the window. But I like definitely did like I don't know, try and fail eventually. But no, it's interesting. So what was so university radio at was it shock, mm-hmm. did you say? Yeah. Yeah, student station was shock radio. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have your own show? Yeah, so I had a one hour weekly show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, in my first year, it was just like a lunchtime show. And then second and third year, that's where I started like my Asian music. So yeah, it was kind of from there really. And then continued that to two hours now. But yeah, yeah, started that then. Yeah, it was so much fun. Honestly, yeah, I loved, I loved being at Shock. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Fun fact, I rebranded Warwick's uni's radio station really yeah won an award at the student radio awards that's my my claim yeah man that's it so what was your first show what was your first ever show it was just like a regular like lunchtime playlist show it's called lunch with priya every saturday i think it was at like one one saturday as well 12 o'clock yeah um, would you just play like the songs you literally just wanted to yeah so it was just already like on the playlist or in the system just like played that out so I didn't really choose the music sometimes like the odd odd song I'll just like sneak in there yeah it was just like trying to get used to it really just doing my own show and trying to find my feet a bit because I've never done anything like that before so yeah 
yeah but it was it was a lot of fun it was just like a whole hour of just like escapism really it was like the only hour of the week where I was just like in my element and just like just really enjoyed it yeah, yeah I get that I'd love to like play music on this kind of thing yeah but copyright and stuff like that <laughs> and pay. actually Spotify you can now do it play music on your podcast but the podcast has to only be available on Spotify which is um, probably could make it work but I don't know if it's probably a bit of hassle but no that's cool so I'm guessing just like that finding that so much fun kind of made you want to pursue it as like a full-time career kind of thing yeah I suppose like I was just enjoying it and I didn't really know I didn't know if it was maybe more producing I wanted to do or even like the journalism side but then now my uni mates was like they, they're the ones that brought you up they said is this something you actually want to do and I was like maybe and then I was just kind of like thought actually yeah no why not so yeah and, and obviously you may as well do something you you want to do I don't want to be stuck in a job that I hate or that doesn't really like fulfill me this is like proper like I really enjoy it so but may as well give it a go and see what happens but yeah, yeah it's good I was gonna say you're a full-time presenter then right you're a full-time presenter yeah so now you're on like every single day of the week, five days. Oh, a week, well, I do a weekly show, but then I also do like a jobby online platform. So I do like music content for them. Covered like a few shows on BBC. So I was on the Radio One Christmas schedule in 2019, which is mad. And then from there, covered a few shows on BBC West Midlands and stuff. No, awesome. The opportunities basically from university. So you had the experience with shock radio and then the opportunities to like work on stuff like BBC radio and uh, your position now at switch radio. Like how do they come about? Yeah. So I was at shock radio applying for the student radio awards like every year. Didn't get anything in my first year, nothing in my second year. Third year was like the last chance that I could do it. So I applied for it, got a nomination, which was all I wanted really. So that, that was really good. And then that was like after I graduated as well. So in that time, I was like applying for Radio 1 Christmas schedule, which was the first time they ever did it as well. So that was like a really exciting opportunity. Found out I w- they were like, they had their eye on me, but it wasn't any, it wasn't like set in stone whether I actually got on the schedule yet. So that, that was all up in the air. Some scouting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even that, like even if I didn't get on the schedule, just that call to say they were interested even that was saying okay like i'm on the right track at least so that that was good to know got on switch radio then the awards were in november so i won silver in the best specialist category and i got a call from radio one saying yeah we'll take you on for a show so i I was like (laughs) by myself as well and they were like yeah you can't tell anyone so i was just like sitting here with all these random people (laughs) That was such a good experience. And then from there, kind of like made contacts that way. Managed to cover a couple of shows. I actually covered one show in March last year. And then the lockdown happened. So I was supposed to cover two shows. Covered one, lockdown happened. Couldn't cover the second show. So I was like, oh, Uh. damn. (laughs) But this got me back on in October. Yeah, so it's just about like contacts and stuff and networking. So that's really important in the media industry and just constantly like applying for things and seeing what happens. I mean, you get a lot of rejections as well. So, but like mm. the odd one kind of works and 
Yeah, you said Studio Radio Awards and you got a silver in the specialist category. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you mean by specialist? So specialist shows are like, so you got like playlist shows, which are like your daytime kind of shows. The playlist mm-hmm. is done for you kind of thing. Specialist shows are that you choose the music. If it's like a specific genre or so I did like an Asian music show. So that's like the specialist category. So I chose all my music and it was like specific to an Asian audience. So, yeah. You also like DJ as well because you choose your music. I saw there was a mix on your profile, so I don't yeah. know if you actually DJ as well. So that was only in lockdown I've been learning to DJ. So I got, I got a pair of decks in January and then I didn't really get a chance to properly learn it because I want to I sit down and properly, I don't want to rush it, I want to actually take it in and learn it properly. And then, yeah, went into lockdown. So I thought, well, I've got a bunch of spare time on my hands now. I may as well just sit down and pop up, get started on it. So, yeah, that was just like in lockdown that I've learned to do it. Still, I'd say I'm still very much learning. Still got a lot to do, but it's a lot of fun, though. So I can do that now. Have you created any of like your own kind of mixes and stuff? Yeah, did one on a show on BBC WM as well. and. Yeah, a few other people's shows as well did some mixes for them. So, yes, good experience. Oh, cool. So you can make like make your own mix and then play it on your radio show. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Normally I'd like reach out to other DJs. Is there a limit to that? Or can you just like just make all your own mixes? Can you just play like all your own I stuff? Suppose. Is, is that like a bit? Or people be like, you're just trying to plug yourself. Yeah, you know yeah. I, mean? <laughs> I used to reach out to other DJs and then some get back to you, some don't. So I'm just like, you know what? Yeah. I'll play my own out there. I don't need you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, there's nothing wrong with playing your own mix, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, the specialist show was like the Asian mm-hmm. music. And that, is that what you're doing now as well? Yeah, yeah. So it was an hour show on Shock Radio. Got two hours this time on Switch. So that gave me a bit more time to kind of do a better show, just try and improve it. So yeah, I continued that basically on switch well this this isn't like properly announced yet but i'm kind of in talks and doing like another show on switch okay <laughs> this doesn't come out for a little while so maybe you'll have to let us know it should be okay and maybe then we yeah. should like, decide where we cut it out or keep it in that bit <laughs> we're gonna be signing yeah, some yeah. <laughs> for someone who doesn't really listen to asian music who are some people to look out for in the scene probably people at the moment you've got AP Dilug in the Gill, those are like, they're doing really well at the moment. They're quite big. You got like Jasmine Sanlas and Dojit the Sand and Koronordula. Yeah, there's always a lot of Bollywood as well. I recognize the last name, the, the Sidhu one. Yeah, yeah. He did a track with Mist. Oh, yeah, yeah. That- oh, that, okay, I know that one. He's releasing a 25 track album and there's a few big names on that too, I think. Yeah, Mist and Steel Bangles are going to be back on there as well. So, yeah, that, that one's going to be good. Exciting times. <laughs> are Bollywood and Punjabi music like the only kind of two types of like Indian music? I'd say they're others? like pretty big genres, but you've got like Bangladeshi music that's coming up. That, that's really good. You've got quite a few like big Bangladeshi singers on the come up and then there's like urban asian as well so you're fusing like r&b hip-hop and even like 
drill music. There's like Punjabi drill music and things like that. It's just kind of like fusing the genres. Oh, yeah. it's, it's pretty cool, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of like, I'd say like young, either British or American, Asian artists who are kind of like fusing them together and kind of making a new genre. But yeah, it's good. There's quite a lot. Cool. Well, you've got to listen to your show, right? Yeah. What's, what's the show called on Switch? It's called Desi Beats every Saturday from 11 p.m. So yeah, it went out last night, actually. Okay. And people, you could just listen to that like online, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you do your shows live? No, it finishes at 1 a.m. So they're all pre-recorded, but I record it as if it's live. So in the week, I'll go in the studio, just run through it straight. It's as if it's live and then it goes out, but it is pre-recorded. So. That's mad. I was yeah. like, oh, she woke up. She went to sleep well after 1 a.m. when she woke up for this. <laughs> <laughs> Feel bad. Do you know what's bad? I just went on Switch Radio's website and Amber Sandu's on now, our uh, previous guest. But that's cool. So like, okay, so that's pre-recorded. Do you like doing the live stuff? Yeah. When I covered shows on Radio 1 and WM, those all pre-recorded as well. The last time I've done a live show was on Student Radio, which is ages ago. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So if you were asked to do a live show now, would you be like quite nervous about Maybe. it? Maybe. I think so. Just because I haven't done it in so long. But it'd be good. I do want to get back on that ASAP because don't want to get out the practice of, of doing that. But it yeah. is fun. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, that feeling of being live is uh, pretty cool. Say you had like some maybe like top three bits of advice or just the main bit of advice you'd give to like people kind of who want to try and become a radio presenter, I guess. Probably say... Yeah, your contacts and networks really important if you want to try and get opportunities. Be a fan of the platform too. And also, yeah, just having the confidence and, and believing yourself and like believing that you're good at it because that really comes across an air. And if you, if you are confident, you do sound better. So, Yeah, wicked. Have you done stuff that's not only radio, like TV presenting? Yeah, so... I do online presenting for Punjab 2000, which is a Punjabi news and entertainment platform. So I do like, I do the charts for them and I do the like new music releases every week. So yeah, I have to like research like what, what's new, what's coming out, present that in my room on my DIY green screen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so you've got to edit it as well and everything. Yeah, yeah. Do it all from like the start to the end, just all straight, which is, yeah, it's good experience. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying it as well. So, do you, th- do you prefer one or the other, like being in front of a camera or kind of just being in front of a microphone? Do enjoy both. But yeah, radio, probably my first choice. Yeah, wicked. I know you've mentioned it a few times, but like, where can people find like your work or like listen to you? So, you can listen live at switchradio.co.uk. And then I post my shows so you can listen back to it. So that's all on my social media. So it's at Priya Matharu with P-R-I-Y, three A's, M-A-T-H-A-R-U. <laughs> and that's like all the same handle. Yeah, so I po- post my shows to listen back to as well. So you can check that out. Wicked. We'll put some links to all that in the show notes as well. Yeah, earlier you said that growing up wise, you didn't really think of it. So was it because you came from an Asian background or was it just because of another reason? Like what was growing up like and then how growing up in a Sikh family or Asian family, for example, affect your choices into careers? 
Yeah, so I think like media always interested me growing up, but because I wasn't confident, I didn't really acknowledge it that much. I just kind of like brushed it under the carpet, didn't really think about anything. And then, yeah, so my sister, right, she had like a list of things she wanted to do. She knew exactly what she wanted to do. A list of things, is that like, okay, if the first one fails, got this as backup, that one fails. (laughs) Yeah, she had literally a list (laughs) of different jobs. (laughs) And like, my list is just non-existent. (laughs) So, yeah, so it was always like on my mind, like what am I going to do? I suppose being Asian, I mean, obviously you got like the Asian network. But generally in like radio, apart from like Asian network or specific Asian stations, you don't really see many like brown faces. But yeah, I think like, you know, things are changing slowly, slowly anyway. And But as well, like typically with some Asian families, they probably like n- encourage their kids to go into like being a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher. Mm. That's like the typical kind of like stable jobs. Luckily, with my parents, they were always like, do what you want to do. Like, encourage when they knew I wanted to do radio, they encouraged it, they support it. So, but I suppose it was just the confidence thing that was the major, major part of me actually deciding, like, yeah, this is what I want to do. Yeah, that's cool. Cause, yeah, I guess the, we've had like a few guests on who've said, like, how, yeah, growing up in an Asian family is not really like the creative industry, like in a whole media, arts, journalism whatever it's not really something that you're kind of encouraged into coming from like an asian background yeah i'd I'd say maybe that's because obviously like when you know people migrated here they came here with nothing and they'd want to like go into stable things that they know Mm. it's gonna secure their future and stuff so i suppose it's kind of like out of love really they just want you to have a stable life but i think now I think things are changing. I think people are more kind of supporting their kids and going into more creative fields now. But yeah, yeah, it's good. Were there any like role models Mm. that you had like growing up kind of, I don't know if there were any like Asian people in radio that you were like, that you looked up to or anything? Or is it like there literally wasn't? So maybe you were kind of like, I can be one of the few kind of thing. Yeah, I suppose... Probably like the biggest role model was Sonia Diol on Asian Network. Yeah, she's probably like yeah, a prominent person I remember growing up listening to on the radio and stuff. Thinking back as well, I do remember like proper when I was younger, like Googling radio stations and Googling the Asian Network and stuff. So I think it was always there that, you know, this is something I want to do. Never really acknowledged it. But Sonia Diol was probably the one that I looked up to. So it's happening slowly, slowly. I think maybe this next generation will probably have more people to look up to. I suppose, yeah, mine was just mainly at the Asian Network, really, because that's where I saw people who looked like me the most. Yeah, for sure. Well, you put Asian culture as well. Was there particular things from, like, Asian culture? Yeah, like, I've always been into my culture um, growing up. I suppose, like, when you're younger, though, you kind of, especially in the teenage years, you hmm. kind of want to fit in, don't you? But now I like fully like embrace it proper. <laughs> um, I was more into my faith and stuff. I used to go to these Sikh classes at the temple at the Gurdwara. 
um, every week. And um, you learn about like Sikh history and stuff. And then those classes ended. And that was when my exams came in. So like I kind of put being Sikh on the, the, the back foot, really. And we weren't really like focusing on it anymore. Doing like revision and stuff, things got busy. I found uni like really hard at first, the first few months. I suppose just like living away by yourself. And because my sister, she's my twin as well. Okay. So when it came to going to uni and we went separate unis, it was like the first time I was proper by myself in a new city. Like I didn't know anything, didn't know anyone. So I, f- I found it really difficult. And I remember catching like two buses to go to the Sikh temple. I just felt like I got more back into it then. Um, so now it's like something that I try and keep up and try and keep learning about so yeah started more into it then wasn't and then now i am and i think probably try and keep it up really but yeah i just suppose kind of embracing your culture and stuff comes with growing up really and being more comfortable in your own skin yeah i think i think what you said everything you said though is pretty pretty natural i think for a lot of people to like fall in and out of religion falling out of their like culture and just kind of find find their own way back really and just mm. a part of kind of growing up and maturity with age i guess the uh the twin thing's funny it was that the same is that the sister you're talking about where she had a list of things a list of jobs yeah 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 so it's okay. just the two of us yeah i know you said like going to a different uni that's quite like without your twin that's daunt was daunting at first but was it also kind of like I don't, I don't want to say like nice, like not like, oh, I hate my twin or anything like that, but kind of like, <laughs> I don't know, I guess growing up, you're always kind of, you're associated as like one thing almost. And then going away, you're now kind of your own person. Like people don't know you have a twin initially kind of thing. Yeah, that's exactly it. So I suppose like growing up, there was some times in school where I just wanted my own space because people did kind of view us as like, you know, if I like something, then she's going to like it. Or if I, she doesn't like something, I'm not going to like it. But that's not even the case because we're, we're still like two individuals. We have our yeah. own opinions on stuff. And then, yeah, but I think going to separate unis, because obviously you've got Birmingham in the middle and then Manchester's up north. She went to Bournemouth down south. So it was like completely okay. opposite <laughs> yeah. ways. And then my yeah. parents were like stuck in the middle. <laughs> it, it was good. I suppose like we needed that our own space from each other and having our own group of friends and yeah, just kind of having our own independence really. But it it was good because yeah, people kind of see you for you and not like yeah part of someone else. Yeah. What career path did she she go down? So she's gone into like VFX and like films, okay, and animation. And so stuff. it isn't like totally. It's still um, like in yeah, a creative so kind of industry. Yeah, yeah, both kind of gone into creative fields, which, yeah, which is pretty cool. Was that like fifth on the list? <laughs> VFX. <laughs> <laughs> she had like interior design and all that kind of like creative things on the list, but yeah. No, wicked. Yeah, and as Hamish said, like the mental health stuff and well-being. I'm guessing that's is that a topic that you've kind of gone through yourself personally, or is it just something you're quite passionate about? Or yeah, I think. I suppose like everyone either has or will go through it at some point. Yeah, over the years, it's just been 
kind of on and off. You have your good times and your bad times, don't you? But mm. I think obviously it's important to talk about. I think people are talking about it more now than before. But yeah, I suppose I think like growing up pretty shy, that knocked my self esteem. And then uni was another, like initially that was kind of tough. And even like now, I suppose sometimes, like recently, I think just putting pressure on yourself too. And yeah, I think sometimes things can get hard for people, but it's important to, like, to talk about it as well. Some people don't open up about it, which I don't think, I, th I do think more people need to talk about this kind of stuff. But obviously there's like good things out there, like mindfulness and meditation. And I've like started yoga every morning as well for the past. Okay. Probably like month or so, which I think is really good. It kind of like clears your mind helps you get like ready for the day but i think it's just kind of like doing these things on a regular basis kind of just helps you keep things all good like get into a routine kind of thing so kind of like yeah. you don't even think about it you just do it i've been wanting to do yoga for a while uh, i wanted to actually go to like proper yoga classes obviously I couldn't because of lockdown but um, i thought okay there's loads of stuff on youtube why not just like try that yeah it's, it's good yeah, yeah, it's good. Have you like noticed up like feeling better like from before not doing yoga and then afterwards? Yeah, I don't know. You wouldn't think just like doing a few stretches in the morning yeah, yeah. <laughs> would make such a difference, but it does. It's good for the mind, and it's good. Yeah, it, I suppose it just kind of settles your mind, and you kind of focus on present moment. So I feel like all our lives, yeah, like going to school and stuff, you're always preparing for the future, aren't you? It's always like thinking about the future, getting your qualifications, getting a job, but we're always thinking about the past or the future or whatever it is. So I think sometimes it's just nice to kind of sit in the present and just chill and not worry. I think we probably need to do that more often, really, because I find myself, like, my mind wanders so much, worrying about, like, how uncertain things are and stuff like that. But yoga really helps you kind of think about, like, right now and not worry about yeah, I'm I'm trying to find um there's a quote in from Kung Fu Panda, the film. I don't know if it's originally from Kung Fu oh, Panda, yeah. but I it sticks in my mind because I was like, I remember hearing it, I was like, oh shit, that's a that's a really good quote. I'm trying to find it. <laughs> it is a good quote that. Oh, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, today is a gift. That's why they call it the present. There we are. Yeah. Oh, I remember oh it's I was true. like, I don't know how old I was when Kung Fu Panda came out, but I was like, oh shit, man. That's mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah shout out uh it is because really like the future doesn't it's not real at the moment and the past isn't real because it's already happened so like the only real times right now but barely anyone lives right now they're always thinking about other things and i think sometimes it is just nice to kind of ground yourself a bit and kind of be in the present a bit more but yeah it's good yeah shout out master ugwe 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. However you pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. I think should we go into the debate question that we have? So that is, do parents have a right to spy on their kids? So I, d I don't know if either of you have like a initial initial take on that. Hamish, do you want to go? I was gonna say set a scenario. Do you do your fake scenario creation, Aaron? We need one of these. <laughs> Uh, let's 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 go the easy. I think when I think when I see this question, I instantly think of like internet stuff. Oh, so you mean like 
like online stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like social media behavior, if they're going on any dodgy sites, you know, the dark web. Do you think parents should be able to, like if you were a kid and doing that and like your parents were then like checking what you went on, would you, or if your kid was doing that, would you check like to see if they're like being safe on the internet? I mean, I think in that sense it's okay, but like maybe it's just like they get alerted when they do like go to certain sites or something or like how much time they spent on, you know, like chatting websites like Messenger or whatever, yeah. Because, yeah, you don't want them getting groomed online as well. Like especially like under 18, they're not, they're really easy to persuade. I don't know if Priya has any other thoughts on this or he's on the other side of that argument. I suppose like when you're, if they're under 18, they're kind of dependent on their parents. Their parents are responsible for them, right? So... I suppose they do have a right to kind of like check up on them. At the same time, I suppose, especially in the teenage years, right? You kind of like want your own privacy. Yeah. I was thinking like, I'd hope that the kid would have a good enough relationship to speak to the parents directly. If not, then a little bit makes sense, but not like, you know, like peeking into every single matter in life because obviously they're still going to speak to people. Like in our generation, we grew up, we've been speaking to our friends quite a lot over internet via the internet anyway so not everything needs to be checked up on there but like we also see a lot of cases where kids may get groomed mm. online and so on so like those are cases where we do need to be I guess a lot more careful on I thought spot by spy on them you meant like have a GPS on yeah, them yeah I'll, I'll, we'll come to that after but I mean like kind of um, <laughs> like, so like you have parental controls kind of mm-hmm. you can have parental controls on the internet when you were saying like just to check up on them would you go further than parental controls like as in Parental controls would just block websites automatically for that kind of thing and stuff like that. Or would you actually like, you know, log into your kid's account and like check? Blocking makes it more curious. So I'd rather just see a log of what they were up to. So like if you block something, it's just going to like be like, oh, I want to know what that is, you know, because it's blocked. Are you talking about from the kid's perspective? Yeah, I feel like you'll be more curious as to what it is and you'll find ways to circumvent it. So maybe they should have access. And then if they access something questionable that maybe should be of concern then the parent can get a notification and then check and if they could either write it off or whatever what if yeah you you yeah. started like checking on like your kids like history yeah and your kid turned around to you i don't know what age let's say like 12 yeah or 14 oh yeah 12 or 14 yeah and then they're like oh dad do you do you not trust me do you not trust your own kid what, what, what's your response? <laughs> Wait, so they know I'm already checking up on them. Like, how would they have known in this case? And by the way, you, I'm just going to clarify that. I would expect them to have a... Oh, no, you, you catch have... them. You catch them, like, mm-hmm. checking on something, like, trying to buy drugs, yeah, online. I don't know. <laughs> you catch them trying to buy drugs <laughs> online somehow. You see the history and they're like... You see they've sent an email to some drug dealer at gmail.com or something. Yeah? Sent an email? All right, we're talking this level yeah, of... Yeah. And you catch them and then you like, okay, you have to go talk to them. Yeah. So then you go talk to them and then they're like, oh, you were checking on my emails. How could you? Do you not trust me and all that? I mean, I would, I would hope they would like, you know, ask me about it first because yeah. You can hook them up. Yeah. There was a story I heard recently yeah, <laughs> that there was an 11 year old asking his like 20 something year old, you know, like cousin, like, oh, can I spend, you know, like this much money on Rocket League? Yeah. For example, yeah. And it was like saying, are you sure? Like he kept asking, even though the 20 year old person said, yeah, he said, are you sure? Like, cause that person had, a, you know, that moral conscience to ask before, like they know that maybe shouldn't be spending money on Rocket League, like 10 or 15 pounds. And then there's the case of like Shamima, 
I forgot her surname, but Shamima Begum or so on, where she was 15 and she actively made the choice to like circumvent the thing. So it's like, I'm hoping that my kid would have them, would ask me anyways, yeah, like what this is. Maybe they're just learning for science and maybe they didn't, I, I would hope they didn't send the email. Science. That point, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Science experiment. Or they'll but, buy, they'll yeah, buy it for mean, a friend, yeah. They'll just do it for a friend. I mean, I would hope I would be able to have that conversation with my kid anyways before they even got to the stage of having to email some online internet drug dealer, which would be curious to see how that works out anyways. I, I would try to avoid being in that situation in the first place. Like, yeah. I feel like there's a better solution. Pretty what do you Build think? a better bond with your kid. You know what? Like, if I've ever asked my mom, like, like, oh, don't you trust me? She'll always say, no, it's not you I don't trust. It's the yeah, world I don't yeah, trust. Yeah. That is a good one. That's hard. That's, that's, a, <laughs> yeah. that's a hard one to come back from. It's true. I suppose, you know, your parents only want the best for you, don't they? Mm-hmm. So if they are checking up on you or maybe spying on you, yeah, I suppose it's just because they're worried about the world more, like making sure you're safe, I suppose. But yeah, that, that's the line that I've always been told. Yeah, Aaron, what would you do? In that exact scenario you just gave us about the email being sent, what would you do? Well, I don't think I'd check their emails, first of all. You set like, the scenario up, so I'm expecting an answer to the same question. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd probably be like, yeah, I don't fucking trust you. You just tried to buy drugs, mate. <laughs> that's probably what I'd, that's probably what would be so what's the line to what extent can parents spy on the kids to them like where, where do where do you like say that it's acceptable and where do you say it's not acceptable i saw on a tv show it's not it was a fictional tv show that this person basically changed their ki- kids like thing that's a they had like i don't know it was like a pink kind of dinosaur thing attached to their school bag and they changed it out for like, a, you know, like the FBI kind of like microphones you see on TV shows. They changed it out for a like microphone. that. Yeah but, they, yeah, but they were trying to catch the parent yeah, involved in the drug dealing or whatever. Yeah. But basically it was like a wire. It's literally a wire saying everything, you know, like into that is heard and everything. Like what's the line like here? Isn't that too far? The microphone kind of case. I think it's, I, I would say it's too far if the kid doesn't know about it. Or for me personally, I don't think I'll do it if my kid didn't know about it. Like I'd have to, like if I wanted to put a parental guidance on my like child's internet web, I would make sure they knew that I did that kind of thing. Or if, if I wanted to, so the next thing we were going to go into was like GPS, like kind of, you know, yeah, you have like find my friends on the iPhone or something called like, I know not naming names, but I know like parents who would kind of like check if where their kid is kind of thing at certain times of day just to like is like make sure they're safe but i wouldn't do that mm. like the jeep like i don't know what you you said checking putting a tracker or microphone or whatever like if i wanted no, no, this was the f this was a show trying to yeah, catch yeah, criminals yeah. but if i wanted to like for whatever reason if i wanted to know where my kid was like location wise at like certain times of the day or whatever i'd be fine with that but if the kid knew if i was like look we're going to do this just so you, to make sure you're safe like not trying to sneakily track, like hide a GPS tag in a bag or something. I'm not sure if I'd do that anyway, but if they knew, I think that's more acceptable. I'll be like, I'm happy for you to go out. Just leave this, leave your location on your phone so that if I do need to check where you are, I don't have to call you. And Because uh, if I call you, it disturbs the outing. Just, if I do need to check, I'll check. And then, yeah, that's that. Like that way they can go out. If I do, if I am worried about the location, I can just quickly check. And they're calm, you know, so they get to go out and have fun. And then if I need to check where they are, then I can. It's not that deep. I'll that. 
But as you said, like I guess they would know in that case. Yeah. Priya? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, like, me and my sister can see, like, where each other are. But I suppose it's just, like, that safety thing, isn't it? Yeah, I guess the problem could come if you're, like, in the, scenario, the situation I said, where, like, if my kid was like, nah, nah, don't, don't need to do that. And then it did become, like, a safe, like, a, you're generally like, concerned for your safety. But I don't think, I'd find it weird if my parents tracked me, like, now. So I don't know if I would do that. I know when I'm a parent, it'll be different because I'll be like thinking different, but. It's just like yeah, trust, right isn't it? Yeah, it's like, would you rather be called up by your parents constantly, like every hour or so? Or would, would you rather them just have the ability, like obviously you, both of you know, to just check like your location like once an hour or so? Which one is easier? Which one saves you the show? At that age as well, like 12 or 14 or whatever, like that's kind of embarrassing socially, you know, you're constantly getting called up by your parents <laughs> as well. Because mm. at the time you're like, oh no, no. It's fair, my mum still you. texts me now and then be like, all okay? All okay? You, you safe? Yeah, I still have to tell my mom like, I'm in town now or coming home now. Yeah, I've met up with my friends now, all good, all good. Yeah. Whereas me, I'm just like, I don't entertain it. So when I'm back, I'm back. Even when I went on like nights out at uni, mom's like, yeah, still text me when you get back. I'm like, it'll be in the middle of the night. You're in Birmingham <laughs> anyway. She's like, no, I just don't. <laughs> but yeah, so I still did that. But I suppose it's just their peace of mind, isn't it? Yeah. I guess spy. What is the definition of spy? Let me check. Yeah, because that's the one thing. Spy. Spy meaning that they don't know, basically. Yeah, because yeah. spying seems like, yeah, crossing the line a bit, doesn't it? It seems like OTT, just checking out. A person employed by a government or other organization to secretly obtain information on an enemy. Of You're going to keep a private investigator <laughs> like, on your kid. I guess, but it uses the word secretly. So okay. I guess uh, the idea would be I guess the scenario that we said where the kid would knew, but you'd know that's mm. not spying. That's just something else. I don't know what that is. It's an agreement so they can have fun and we can have peace of mind, I think. So spying, I think spying would be like, say you had, so Apple, Apple released like air tags recently, yeah? I don't know if you no. know what they are, but they're like tags that you can like track, basically. It just helps you like find your keys and stuff. Like you put it onto your keys and if you lose your keys, you can find them. But other companies have had stuff like that out for ages. Um, so say you took an AirTag or another tracking device and just like, you know, this like snuck into your kid's school bag. Yeah. So then they, they didn't know it's there, but you can always like just go on your phone and just check, check where they are. I feel like that kind of thing. Wait, is it like a literal? Let me just find out what AirTag It's just like a small is. like. Little tag. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how I else to. Like I, I would have, no, I would have noticed something like this. So like, yeah, say, say, <laughs> say, say, your kid's a bit dumb, yeah, and they don't notice. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, or let, let's let's say for argument's sake, then it's like a. Okay, you've installed at birth, yeah, or at some age, birth. you've like. There's this technology where you, yeah, yeah, you install GPS <laughs> in their like uh. skin. You know how cats? You said cats and dogs They're like have. Uh, well, I'm not microchipping. Microchipping, <laughs> yeah, yeah, microchipping. Does that does that have GPS? It doesn't have a GPS. It doesn't. No. Oh, okay. No. Let's say when it did. Let's say it did have GPS. <laughs> and you put that into your kid. That's too far, right? Oh, that's way too far. That's way too far. Yeah. Also, what age does it stop then? Is it like 18 years old? Okay, you're, you're an adult now. It stops. 18, so I'm 16, fine. At 18, it stops. I'll just keep it purely text. Up till 18, I'll be like, just keep the location on your phone. 
and whatever app is at the time. I'm fine with it. You can you can chill out all day when you need a pickup. Call me, like whatever. Like it's not that deep. That that's that's what I think. Yeah, because at uni, I guess you can just text. Yeah, like I saw a lot of others just constantly text, whereas I had to call my parents every single day. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'd rather just be texted and left alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. So, from that perspective, I think at uni, like whatever, you know, eighteen plus, they can, I can scrap the location thing. I feel like you're enough grown up and you still be able to start making some mature choices. I hope. Uh. Not emailing drug dealers. <laughs> Wait, so you are you saying that you would have the location thing? You would want to do the location thing? I, w- I would tell them, like, if you're going for a social outing, yeah, um, especially if it's going to be late at night as well or something, we'll have this app here which shows your location and mine and whatnot. Like, maybe, like, whatever, yeah, like, everyone in the house, you can see the location or whatever. And once you're 18, you don't have to use that. Or, like, you don't have to keep your location on and that way, I won't call you or anything during your, you know, event or anything. What if they do like, they're like 16 years old and they've told you they're going out with their friends, yeah? But your kid, yeah, is is chirpsing, yeah? Yeah, so and I'm hoping they, w- they would be able to tell me this, but you know. Yeah, but let's say they don't think you're cool, yeah? And, <laughs> and instead of going out with their friends, your your kid wants to meet a person they're interested in, yeah? But they don't want you to find out. So they're like, okay, look, I'm going to turn off my location because I don't want, I don't want Hamish to like, I don't want my dad to get cross with me, yeah? And then you check your phone and be like, oh, I wonder... Why would when, I get cross with them kid? if they're going to chirps? Like, no, no, because they're like, they're like just a bit, they're just a bit like, <laughs> it's not that they think you're going to get cross, but they're a bit, they don't want you asking questions, do you know? Yeah, I won't ask questions. I'll be like, it'll be easier for them if they just left the location on and just said they're going out X, Y, Z. And you know, I won't call, I won't ask questions. Like I'm trying to think of a location where you'd be like a bit okay, why is why are they there? Do you know what I mean? Where are they gonna be allowed in at sixteen mm. for me to question why they're there? At sixteen you can barely get into places. No, I'm just thinking like Well he's gonna be in Sky Garden or he or she is or non binary they are gonna be in. They've got, maybe they got fake IDs, you know? Maybe they got fake IDs at 16. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I think the world would be a lot more advanced that fake IDs may not pass out by that point. Nah, there'll always be people who have. I think there'll be, be more digitalized. Be get. Digitalized, I bet you'll still be able to. Actually, that's pretty tough. But there'll be people that'll be able to do it. I'll back your kid to be techie enough to be able to get a fake ID. I hope he, I hope he doesn't have to, or I hope they don't have to resort to that. I don't know. For some reason, they've turned off their GPS thing location because they don't want you to find out where they are for whatever reason. I don't know. I don't know where they could be. I would hope the app lets you turn it on if needed, like if in that kind of scenario. Oh, so from your phone, you'd be able to turn on their. And that's GPS. what I thought the app would do. Like, but like I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. I'd ask them to, by themselves, take the initiative to keep your GPS on, and then, yeah, like. See, I don't. Know, I don't know if that's too far. There'll be no interference from me. You know. There'll be like no interference from you. Maybe randomly say it's getting like past like, say they said they'll be back at nine and now it's like 10.30. I'd be like, okay, let me check the GPS, you know, see what they're up to. I'm like, okay, they're still like, you know, at this, they're at banana tree, you know, I rate that. Um, Stay there. Um, And then I don't know. It's not, it's not that peak, you know. Can you convince me then on the other hand, why I would like, say I wouldn't want to do any sort of tracking. Like, at all. Would you basically, would yeah, when you were a kid, that? the only thing is, yeah, like, 
would you rather be called hourly or something? And like, you know, like when some of the parents like of your friends here would be called like very often, like during the outings because they had to keep checking up on them. Yeah, but I don't think would you I would call my kids. That's like embarrassing slash annoying. Like even I could imagine, like I wouldn't have wanted that from my perspective. Yeah. Even if I was out an hour longer than I said, I don't like being called, you know, I was just like, leave me alone. Yeah, but because I've gone through that myself, I feel like I wouldn't <laughs> do that. That's my opinion. I know that could change because being a parent, you're going to feel differently about it all. But... So you're at home now. Say you could, yeah, like, say it's your only child or something. Yeah. Now you're starting to worry because, like, say it's like, they said they'll be back by nine, yeah, yeah. nine in the evening. It's, it's dark early in December. Yeah. And now it's like 10. Yeah. What, what do you do? It's 10. Have I texted yeah. them? Yeah. Have I sent them a text? Say you texted them and they didn't reply. Or they didn't read or anything. Like you're gonna you're you're gonna be like your your heart start, will start to race here. Yeah. Mm. It will be easier. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. That that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Like if You'd if they worried. agree to have the location, on, the then like they know I won't disturb their day out. They can not worry about me, you know, like bothering or interrupting their flow, they whatever they're up to out there. And then we can talk about whatever happened out there after if they want. Like, you know. Do I know where they've gone? Like where they said. Maybe, they maybe not. Like maybe you maybe you know half their plan. Maybe I get in my car, go to a location, like s- stay my distance, like from the like you know in the films where they're like a spine on a house, and I'm just there in a the car, like just watch Caleb, like kid. <laughs> that's 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 that was a joke. That's that was a joke. <laughs> yeah, I guess you I guess to, yeah, I'd be. To drive. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I would. Yeah, of course, of course, I'd be worried, man. But you have to understand, like. Would you not have regretted? Like, not think about it, like, and they say they're not picking up calls at all. Uh, but the easiest thing is, like, they they may not do it. They they'll know their location is running on the phone, so they'll know that you don't need to panic because it could just be at a food place or something. You know, like, it's just it's just less stress for you than having to have to call them. Because in the future, yeah, think about it. Are we gonna be like that? Whether we've experienced it or not, are we gonna just literally call our kid up, keep texting them when they want to just you know have a chill time out? Like as a kid, you want your you know fun time. Imagine just being interrupted all the time by your parents. It gets annoying, you know? It angers you as a kid. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. What if you were like then? What if I was just like, you know what? When I text you, yeah? If you don't text him back, yeah? Mm-hmm. At, you, you're, you're grounded for like a week, yeah? Well, say like you text him every 10 minutes. So you've got to text me. If you text me back, we're good. <laughs> we're all calm. But if you don't text me back within 10 minutes, actually, no, I'll give him some time. But like, if you don't, you're grounded for a month. Grounded for a month. That means, that, that, all they have to do is just be like a... A thumbs up. A thumbs up emoji. That's all I need. You okay? A thumbs up emoji. Yeah. I mean, that could be possible on the location app as well, you know? Because, like, they could be sat at the same location for quite a while. But like, in the park they could have also been kidnapped. Maybe they have a secret code that they could send you, like, to, you know, uh, you have a set emoji. Or, like, if they use a separate emoji, you know, that you know that you should start getting concerned. Mm. But it doesn't look out of the ordinary, yeah. you know? Like, you're not, oh, shit, code. I need to get to my kid ASAP. What about then actually, like, stalking spying? As in, like, say you've noticed some weird behavior with your kid, yeah? And. Would you ask them first? Have you asked them already by this point? Because I thought. Yeah, yeah, you've asked them. You've asked them and they've denied it. Okay. They've, they've been like, no, no, don't be silly. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing your this. Your kid comes yeah. back with a love bite. What do you do? No, no, say, say they're like, they're involved in like a gang. Yeah. Gang, gang. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're involved in like. <laughs> Wait, that kid, then that kid's gang. getting grounded. Yeah, yeah, but you you don't they're they're like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not. The location doesn't really tell you you're they're involved in the gang, yeah. <laughs> like doesn't just tells you they're in this particular place now and then. Would you like do the car thing and like drive behind them in a car just to see like, okay, look, I can see them hanging. Wouldn't they car. recognize your car? 
let's say you had many, many dollars. Yeah. <laughs> you just bought a spare car <laughs> or you got one of your friends to like drive or something. You got the boys, Hamish, to like just follow them. I feel like they recognize their car. Well, no, just follow them now. I think that's far. I think that's quite far. But I can also. I feel like I've seen that in films. You know, if I smell a hint of weed on them, yeah, you know, when they got home, yeah, that's when I'm also like, Yo, where the fuck have you been? Why do you smell like weed? I don't don't chat shit. I can smell the weed or something. You know, then then shit's kicking off. You know, maybe they need to be disciplined a little bit. No, I'm joking. But <laughs> then there's gonna be sanctions, isn't it? Like. If you're going to get involved in such illicit um, activities. Yeah. Priya, what's, what's the whole, the, on the whole topic, like where do you kind of stand? It depends. It's difficult, isn't it? Like obviously if they're younger, they depend. Your response. I think every debate question is like, it, it depends. Is, it really is dependent. If, if they're younger, you're responsible for them. So I suppose you have more of a right to know exactly what they're up to. If they're older, <laughs> they're going to be more independent then, aren't they? And the the more mature, more responsible, surely, though, so, then I suppose you'd have less of a right to spy. But I think, yeah, following them, I mean, yeah, you'd have to be mega worried. <laughs> <to follow. laughs> Very dependent on, on the kid and the situation, I suppose. But yeah. Question based on that question you had, Aaron. Would you ever hire a private investigator on your kid <laughs> in that scenario? Nah, 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 nah. That's dollar, man. That's a lot of money, you know. Nah, for what? <laughs> but for what reason? Why would I do? I don't know. Like, say you expected them to be in some, maybe some gang activity or like smoking weed, like, and they're like, you know, fifteen or something. A private? Would you oh, hire? I don't like, know why I'd need a private investigator for that. You can't safely track them or you know follow them without taking them off. So would you hire a private investigator? No, no. I wouldn't get a private investigator. That wouldn't be my first thought. Let's get a private investigator. Do you know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not built like that. You know. I don't have the I don't have, I don't have the facilities for that. I wouldn't even think of a private investigator. But you'd rather follow them. No, I wouldn't follow them. That was just a scenario I put just for the bands. But... Okay, <laughs> just for the bands. <laughs> well, actually, I no. Because no, no. I was gonna say, what well, if you ask a friend to you know act as a temporary mole? The thing is, yeah, like if for example, Krishan believes <laughs> mom called me and asked me what's happening, I would lie for them like without a without a second thought. I'm not, know, I'm not so, getting like, like a friend but... involved. Yeah, no, like, that's the thing, like, you can't get the friend involved because you know they're going to lie for them anyways. Like, I would lie for my friends, like, if they wanted me to say, yeah, we're at this location instead. There's no doubt about it. So, like, you, what, what are your options? If you following them is, like, debatable. Private investigator, you could close off like it never happened, maybe, in your scenario. I would rather... Wait, do we know the location at this point? I guess in your case, we wouldn't know the location, would we? If I see them pulling up to Stonebridge again... And I know, I know something's up. Because I, <laughs> I, no would, I would go it. check it out first before I cut off private investigator to investigate them. Check it out first. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I'm just asking you because I was curious about this private investigator thing. I've never thought about this until you said that question. Is it even legal to get a private investigator on someone in this country? Probably. Are you sure? You can check. Right? Wait, if I Google now, Hire a private. I don't, no, I don't want my recommendations. I don't because I've always listened to us, isn't it? So I don't want rec- my instant recommendations for two weeks to be. Have you used this as a private? Oh, that's actually something. This is. I was going to ask. What's the difference then? See, Google spy on us, yeah. Yeah. And they they check our like, they listen to us. They look at our I don't know messages or emails and social media activity and all that. Why can't a parent do it? If Google does it, why can't a parent do it? I mean, it's a good point, really, isn't it? <laughs> Interesting point. I don't know. I suppose, like, 
Well, you'd want that trust in your parents, wouldn't you? Google's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, like it's Google, isn't it? And also, I guess really... you are kind of agreeing to it with Google as well when you like yeah. sign up to an account and all that. It probably says somewhere like, you know, they're gonna basically. Do it's like if you ever break your trust with your parents, that's like that affects your going out in the future because it makes it harder for them to trust you. Mm. Yeah, so like you want to keep that intact. And if you violate that, then you're basically screwing yourself over in the future. Like there's no one else that affects but you inevitably because you basically broke that trust. So like they'll, they'll obviously understand, hopefully they'll have the moral you know, conscience or the compass to think like, oh shit, if I do this and I've lied and when, if that lie, when it inevitably gets caught, what will happen to me? Will I be able to go out to, you know, like dinner till 10 p.m.? Like, you know, with my friends? Mm. Or like, will I have to be back home by eight or something? And I have to keep hauling or something, you know, like all that stuff. Like, At a certain age, I think you'll probably be more like, you know what, I've got to pick, I'm, I'm dropping you off at this time and I'll pick you up at this time kind of thing. Rather than like, yeah, to be fair, before the age of like, before uni pretty much, I was picked up and dropped off everywhere. It wasn't like a case of where my mom had to text me like, are you okay? Are you safe? Whatever. It was just like, I just like, she didn't have to worry about that. Cause she knew she was picking me up from dropping me off at this place and picking me up at that place at these like certain times. And I don't think there's a need to spy in that case, unless they're going to, in the middle of that, go off and do like, to be honest, I'll stuff. be like, yeah, I can drop your friends off as well. Just let me know. I, I wouldn't be against that, you know, like dropping off all the friends, but I just, but the problem there came like, if like, <laughs> if you had to be picked up, like if you went to like the, wherever, like bowling or whatever, or for food and then my mom was like I'm picking up at this time but then everyone was still like my friends would often stay out later than that and I'll be like oh I have to go now kind of thing and that was always a bit like sad but I guess I'll be a cool dad and be like you know what I'll just pick you up whenever don't worry don't worry boss <laughs> he calls you at 2am and you're like bro where the fuck have you been it's fine I'll probably just be watching a basketball or something man. <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know I think I think, yeah, as Priya said, it does depend. I think I'm more lenient on the side where I wouldn't, in all cases, I would try not to. I'll do as much as I can to like try not to. I think I'll do the minimal accepted, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Maybe. And just hope it doesn't. <laughs> I, I, I know in the future I'm, I'm going to be like to you, bro. What happened to minimal accepted? <laughs> to be honest, I think I'm. I think I'm going to be like that. And Hamish is going to like plant some stuff in my head, and I'm going to be like, oh, "Fuck, me? I got." Yeah, you're going to say like, "Oh, what if? What if?" Okay, look, yeah. If my oh, kids are, kid if my is, kids, I saw your kid in Halston. What is he doing there? If my kids are hanging around your kids, man, I'm tracking them all the time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Can't trust them. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. Yeah, any any final words from either of you on that? On that question, I don't think so. I was gonna say, if your kids are hanging around mine, then you'll know they're gonna be safe, anyways, because I'll they'll be agreed with the location sharing, so they'll be, you know, relatively safe. Oh yeah, so you, I could be the good, I could be the good, good parent. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't make you any better. That that just means I'll be like, oh, but if your kid ever asks, be like, maybe your dad doesn't care about you, and then leave leave him in that thought oh, process. Then then you have a different issue to do with. <laughs> I generally thought I generally thought you were going to say thought you were going to put me in the decade situation I thought when you said uh, my kids my kids are going to be safe with your kids I thought you were going to say because they'll have like weapons with them they'll be prepared (laughs) (laughs) that's what I thought you were going to say they're not going to grow up in ends yeah cool so what we do is we end each episode with some like final questions a call out and then a shout out so final questions we got for you first one is 
what would be a piece of advice you would give to like a younger a younger Priya? Just be more confident, I think, and just chill a bit more and not worry. I think those are the, probably like the main main pieces of advice I'd give to my younger self. The second question is, what is one song or album you'd like to listen to forever? Probably. If you made an album oh. full of mixes, <laughs> just, you could say that. <laughs> yeah, just choose a mix with a mix, a mix of all your favourite songs in one. Normally, like, if I'm ever stressed out, I'll listen to reggae a lot. Yeah, that always chills me out. Okay. Yeah, probably any Bob Marley track, really. Yeah. Quite enjoying that. Nice, nice. Third and final question. That is, what has been your most memorable third wheeling experience? So, I think it's probably at uni. I mean, it's not a bad thing, really, but like in my group of mates, eventually people were like dating each other. So there were like quite a few couples in the group. And yeah, so then when it comes to like sharing a house, so like, I mean, it wasn't a bad thing because we were all like mates anyway, but obviously sometimes they'd want their own time and stuff. So. There's definitely third wheeling then. <laughs> and even in like second year, I think I was like fifth wheeling a lot of the time as well. But yeah, I suppose it wasn't like a bad thing. Awesome, awesome. Well, not awesome, but yeah, <laughs> it, it happens. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> it happens to everyone. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> the next section is the call out slash nomination. So you can basically choose one or many people to hopefully be a guest in the future. Probably... There's a guy called RJ. He's a presenter. Yeah, he's a he's a nice guy. Really, really great person. So I think he'd be down to come on the podcast. Actually, okay, awesome. Yeah, we'll get him to. Uh, we'll get yeah. to send him like send us his like Instagram or whatever. And cool. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll tag him when we release your episode. And last bit's a shout out. So basically, chance to like just plug anything you want. Give a shout out to it. Literally, can be anything at all. So yeah, anything. Uh, I'll probably plug my show then yeah so switch radio every saturday from 11 p.m desi beats you can listen on the website awesome wicked uh hamish anything yeah there's been a song i've been banging out recently called solo by shaka and Goldink. definitely recommend it's a good vibe especially with the summer vibes we've been having at the uk at this point at the time of recording <laughs> maybe at the time when it releases it may be pissing down on us we don't know yet <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to shout out. Uh, I'm going to shout out a previous episode of ours. So um, I mentioned it earlier, but how Amma Sandu was on Switch Radio. So I'm just going to shout out her episode with us, um, episode 53 or something like that. I'll put the link in the description. So yeah, if you're interested in that, go, go check out that episode. And yeah, awesome. Uh, thanks so much, Priya, for coming on. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Nice meeting you as well, by the way. It's our first time meeting each other. You too, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and hope everyone else uh, enjoyed the episode. And yeah, we'll catch you next week. All right, All right, see you guys. Have a good day. See ya. Bye. Bye.